glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. So I'm so, so excited. Um, just so excited. Can I say something this morning? You know, um, I have a dream. And, and I have this dream, and I know my God is God is able to fulfill it. And when we talk about money, you know, um, sometimes it shakes us. You know, we've heard the love of money is the root of all evil, right? But we need money, okay? And um, there's one thing that I've asked God for, and I know that he's going to do it. And um, see, I see my precious little mama working. And I know that my mom loves people. I know that she loves getting up and being around. And I love, and look at my dad, and my desire is that their ladder would be greater than any. And I have this dream in my mind that, that, that I keep asking God for. And, and um, I know that it's not my parents asking me for anything. I know my dad and mom love God, and they love everything that God has given them. But there's something in me that wants to give them. And um, I just, I see them, I see them sitting, and, and um, I just see them sitting on a, not, I don't want anyone to get this old kind of thing, but I see them in a rested place. Mama, I see you where you're, sitting and you're looking out over the ocean. That, this, my, you look, Daddy loves the water. I see them looking out over the ocean. I see them without any cares. Mama doesn't have to go to Walmart to see people because people come to Mama and see Mama. <laughs> I see them I see them holding. I see them strengthening. I, I see them having, having whatever they need in this earth realm in this earth realm and it's my desire it's my desire to be able to bless them in that sort of way and so um you know i go to god and i daily ask god god how can i do this how how can i do this i mean how can this happen and it's not that i can do anything all right it is it's going to be the fact that god's going to do it amen but what he tells me is when to keep on sowing Keep on sowing. I said, keep on sowing. Now, y'all, I don't hear no oorah in here, but this is a revelation word right here that you need to keep on sowing. He said, no matter what you see or don't see, keep on sowing. I remember when I used to work in the um, nursing home for years, and when I worked in the nursing home, everyone that I would touch or, 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 or you know, a minister care to, I minister prayer, and the prayer was, I'm sowing into these um, elderly people. I'm sowing love so that my parents will never have to, um, to, I've seen so much not care. Do you understand? I've seen so much abuse in the nursing home. And I, was, I said, no, no, no. I am sowing. This will not happen to my parents. My parents will not have to be laying up in some bed wondering if they have a family. They will not have to be laying up in some cold nursing home. They will have a home because I am sowing. And God, because I'm sowing, I know 
that they're going to reap because this is the body. This is the body that I put on my seed as I was in that nursing home. And so I'm telling you, uh, I want to, um, before we send the children out, all week, all while we were there, one of the uh, scriptures that he dwelt on was Psalms 1 and 1. And as we're saying there, sometimes, you guys, we get this kind of ideal that it just can't happen. This is all it is, and it is what it is, and that's all that's going to happen in my life. But I, I, I know that we need to go back to the word of God that tells us something different. And it lets us know in Psalms 1 and 1, the, the scripture says that um, he shall be like a tree talking about us if we're in the word of god if we're loving god with all our heart it says he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season and then it says this you guys his leaf also shall not wither and it says that whatsoever he does shall prosper i don't know about what you know what you know how, did y'all ever remember in the in the book about the Midas touch did y'all ever read that little story about everything the, the, the Midas touch turned to gold? But it says, whatsoever we do, shall I, I'm claiming that for my life. Are you claiming that for your life? Whatsoever you do shall prosper. Whatsoever you do. Now, we, you know what? We've made a lot of mistakes. And we've done a lot of things outside of the will of God. And out, without his instruction, without his way. And we've lost a lot. But God said, if we just get in the flow of Jesus Christ, come on, if we just get in the flow, somebody got to believe this this morning. I said, somebody got to want it, and somebody's got to believe it to the point of doing all that God says to do. The problem is, is that we're not doing all that God says to do, because God can't lie. Did you hear what I said? He cannot lie. He said, whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. So if we're not prospering, it's not God that's off. I said, it's not God that's off. It's us looking within ourselves saying, God, why am I struggling? Why am I losing? Why? I got to look. And if you go back, although we're, I'm not going to stay there in Psalms 1 this morning, but I advise everyone to start reading Psalms, the first chapter. And you start out in the beginning, and you're going to see some things that can get you in line and get you in alignment with, with the King of kings and lords of lords. See, we've got to be in spiritual alignment. And a lot of times there's just too much flesh going on. And we've got to get in the spirit to receive the things of the spirit. We've got to get in the spirit because God is a yes and an amen God. What he says he will do, he will do. And we just got to get ourselves in alignment. So as we dismiss our children this morning, amen, I'm just thanking God for the word this morning, thanking God for what he's put in me, amen, because he has to put it in us to be able to walk it out. I loved how he said, you just can't know something. <laughs> A lot of people know things, but they don't walk it out. You may know to sow, but you're not sowing. You're not going to get the benefit just from knowledge. You get the benefit from knowledge plus doing, okay? So this morning we want to we want to walk in the light. We want to walk in the bigness and the greatness of God. And we're going to stop making excuses 
about what we don't have and maybe it's not just for me and and you know and maybe it's for the other man and maybe it's a no 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 god has no respect of a person and god died and on the cross and he died that i loved you know he died for poverty sin and sickness he died he died to eradicate all of that, poverty, sin, and sickness. And in no area should we just lay back and say, you know what? Well, I'm probably not going to get that. I might get that, but I might not get it. No, I'm going to get it all. Come on. I'm going to get it all because all of it was, was, was on the cross. That's what he did. All of it was given for us on the cross. Freedom in every area. Somebody says freedom in every area. See, God doesn't want us to be afraid of money. He just wants us to understand that money is a tool that he says you'll be the lender and not the borrower. That's what he told him. You'll be the lender. I want to be the lender and not the borrower. I want to be the lender. I want to, to manifest his glory in my life. I'm not talking about money. You know, we get scared because all we think about is the person that wants We look at Hollywood. We look at all this stuff where the person wants to heap money upon themselves. But God wants to use money in the kingdom to get his work out, to get his word out, to build his kingdom. We got to have some money, you guys. And so this morning in my heart, you know, I, I know that um, I look at this word in er- prospering in every single area. God wants us to prosper in every single area area of our life and you got to say i want it all come on say i want it all i want it all everything your word says i can have god i want it all god i want to manifest and demonstrate your glory in my life i want people to look upon my life and say that's god that is god that is god and so we're gonna do that in this house amen as we begin to really get into the word of god and see what god says about prospering. He says, I wish that you would be in good health and that your soul, you would prosper even as your soul. See, it's, it's, it's the problem is really an unprospering soul. Because it's already that he said, I wish you would be in good health. I wish you would prosper even, but there's an even part, even as your soul prospers. So if your soul is prospering a little bit, you can see on that other side, you're going to have a little bit of health. You're going to have a little bit of money. You're going to have, because your prospering soul, you don't have a prospering soul because to have a prospering soul means i can maintain everything that god gives me i can use it for his glory if my soul is not prospering i won't do that so that's the first thing god wants is a prospering soul so i'm gonna start off with this scripture and then pray in first Kings 17 and 12 it says this and she said as the lord your god lives I have not a loaf baked, but only a handful of meal in the jar and a little oil in the bottle. This morning I want to tell you, don't devalue your only. It just needs to be planted. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you right now in the name of Jesus. Father, there are some of us, many of us, probably all of us, that has a place where we said, I only have this. I only have that. But God, right now, we're going to yield it to the master's touch. 
we're going to learn that putting it in your hands that you can take little and do much oh god father we are so grateful that we serve a god like you oh god that it's not based on our efforts it's based on our obedience oh god god that as we just yield it to you oh god that you can expand it and enlarge it in jesus name father i pray that the word would rest in our spirits today oh god that we would grow from this word oh god that we would grab hold and receive it in the name of jesus in jesus name we pray amen 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 thank you god Amen. I just want to, first, I I do want to acknowledge, and I don't know his name. Um, What's his name? Say it loud. Daryl. Okay. I do want to acknowledge you being here this morning, just thanking God for you coming, and just, just thanking God for what I know God is doing. And so I am exceedingly excited about what God is doing prayer answered right in the house of the Lord. Um, I do want to say that, Daryl, is a prayer answer. For my grandson, I've been praying and praying for his heart. I've been praying for um, the questions that he has asked about a father. And I thank God that a father, his father, would show up. Amen. For some of y'all that do not know, this is Dejan's father. And Dejan has been crying about this father. And this father is here this morning in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. Can't y'all see Dejan? (laughs) Right there. I just saw it when I walked in the door. I said, oh, my goodness. Okay. But um, just to to know, amen, that God would hear hear a young man's prayer and hear a young man's cry. Oh, my God. You know, y'all just do not know how that blesses my spirit. You know, um, for you, you may not understand. I I sat with my grandson last year at the um, July. I don't know, July. I keep saying last year, July at the conference when we went down to Louisiana, and his cry was, um, "Where's my dad? I just want a dad." I remember sitting in the room with me and Pastor just crying his heart out. And to get a phone call to find out his dad been looking for him. That's God, you guys. That's so God. And I just, I'm just, I'm just, oh, and that his dad would come and be in the house of the Lord. I just honor that this morning. I honor the goodness and the greatness of our God. He just, he loves us so much. And, you know, in those kind of things, you guys, it lets us know when we see something like this, that it lets us know that God, he knows where we're at. He knows what we're going through. He is a faithful God. And if we but cry out to him. Now somebody says, but well, I've been crying. I've been crying. I think, how old is he? How old? 17, okay? Come on. Just don't give up crying. Just don't give up crying. out. God is, God is, sometimes we don't understand the test of faith. We, don't, we all got to go through the test of faith. And sometimes we do not understand that everything that we ask for is not just handed to us. It, sometimes it's a test of faith. How long will you cry? How long will you believe? How long will you stand still? God wants to know that. And sometimes it seems like I've been going through this so long, so long, so long. Just keep crying out to God. Because God wants to know, do you believe that he's faithful? Do you really trust him? Do you really trust him? A lot of times we don't trust people that just hand us stuff. 
I mean, you know, it's so quick. That doesn't mean that we, but God says, I want to know that you trust me. Okay. And I just thank God for trusting him and, and knowing, um, watching, um, Dejan last year as he poured out his heart in, we almost every single night we was late. I mean, not late, but waiting. Everybody gone and we're waiting because Dejan was in that, um, uh, children's church, uh, youth church, crying out, crying out, crying out. And I'm looking at, come on, I'm looking at, he sold a seed of faith, you guys. He sold a cry. And look at this. That was July. He was crying out. And we be standing out there waiting for, come on. I, I know, Mom, remember, we stand there waiting for Dejan and Dejan crying out. And look at that. Look at this. God heard his cry. And we're just thankful. When I when I talk, called yesterday and I was talking to his mom and just seeing how he's trying to, you know, trying to gather this blessing, amen, that it happened just like he asked, amen, and it's just, it's just a blessing. So um, this morning I said again, don't devalue your only, it just needs to be planted. I'm going to start again and just read the rest of it. In, in this chapter we find that Elijah was told to go to this woman to this widow, and um, at first Elijah had been, God is, God is constantly trying to tell us that he will take care of us, so there was a famine in the land, and first God told Elijah to go by this brook, and he said, go by the brook and drink from the water of the brook, I'm going to let you drink, even though there's a famine in this land, I'm telling you what to do, Elijah, go by the brook, drink the water from the brook, and I'm going to bring ravens, and they're going to feed you every day. Now look at this, come on, what kind of God do we serve? There's a famine in the land, and he tells Elijah, he said, go by the brook, drink the water, and I'm going to send ravens every single day, and they're going to feed you. Come on, God has sent a bird to feed you, come on. I want y'all to get excited up in here. I want y'all to understand that he's able. The God we serve is able to do exceedingly abundantly all that we can ask or even think. That's our God. But we are going to have to grab hold of that. And sometimes we don't even know that until we're in the midst of famine. See, when we got everything and we got everything going on, sometimes we take God for granted. And he knows that. We can hardly say thank you. We go through our days. You know, I'm really learning to say thank you more and more and more and more and more. We pick up our food, put it into our mouth. Halfway through our dinner, we're like, oh, oops, I forgot to say thank you. It lets us know because we're so used to having. We're so used to that we take it for granted. It's not until famine comes, tragedy comes, that we really realize, oh, God, God, I had it so good God you were there and in that time God says he brings us to a place of famine and tragedy where we find out that even in the midst of famine he's a keeper oh come on he's a keeper he's a healer he's a provider provided Jehovah Jireh we can sing that all day long but if we don't really acknowledge that see that's what thankfulness is about acknowledging that God is a provider it's not just saying Jehovah Jireh my provider it's acknowledging him that he is a provider without him I could do nothing without him I would fail without him I'd have nothing it's not my ability it's not my effort that's getting me anything it's my obedience in God it's his love for me i said it's his love for us that brings the supply do you know we sometimes you know with your children you might say i love this that of how um i think it was um apostle thompson was saying this how our one of the speakers was saying this that god's love is so amazing 
that it's always there. It's always there. And he loves us as his children. And, like, like it doesn't matter, you know, like your children, that no matter if they've been good or bad, it's not often that we're going to say, I love you today and I'm going to feed you today. You've been bad tomorrow and I'm not going to feed you. We don't do that, okay? But that's our, that, because that's the spirit of God. God is, his love is everlasting. His love is for always. So he's always supplying our needs. He's always making the sun to shine on us. He's always making the rain. Whatever we need, we may not want rain today, but the earth needs rain today, amen? See, God supplies our needs, not always our wants, because he knows in our, in our foolishness and immaturity, we would want sun always. But if we had sun always, come on, then the grass would keep turning yellow, the flowers would die we need some rain and God knows that because he's a good father here we go in first Kings 17 12 through 16 and after we find out that the man of God comes and there's been a uh, to the man of God God tells the man of God now you go down there there's going to be a widow and she's going to sustain you I've already talked to her she's going to sustain you and so isn't that something that God will send you someplace and he already has provision there for you. He'll send you someplace and he already has provision. We don't have to be afraid because remember what he told the disciples? He says, I'm sending you. He said, don't take, up, don't take anything with you because God knows when he sends you, he already has provision for you. We just got to believe that, all right? We just got to believe that. And so as he goes in there, she said, as he meets her, he meets her and, and he asks her, does she have anything, you know, Bring me, bring me a little piece of cake. That's what he tells her. Bring, bring me a morsel of cake. And she says, as, now look at this. He said, bring me a morsel of cake. And then she comes out with this. And she said, as the Lord your God lives, I have not a loaf baked, but only a handful of meal in the jar and a little oil in the bottle. In the bottle. See, I'm gathering two sticks that I may go in and bake it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. Elijah said to her, Fear not. Go and do as you have said, but make me a little cake of it first and bring it to me. And afterward, prepare some for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, the jar of meal shall not waste away or the bottle of oil fail until the day that the Lord sends rain on the earth. She did as Elijah said, and she and he and her household ate for many days. The jar of meal was not spent, nor did the bottle of oil fail according to the word which the Lord spoke through Elijah. We're going to kind of piece this story apart and really pull out some nuggets in the story. That lets us know some things that sometimes trips us up. First of all, he asked her for a little morsel. And she says, I have not a loaf baked, but only, but only a. How many times in our lives that that stops us, I only have. It stops us from giving. I, I only have five more dollars for gas. Come on. 
I only have some macaroni and cheese and noodles. Macaroni and cheese and noodles. They are noodles. <laughs> I only have macaroni and cheese. Come on. I, I only have five minutes. Come on. How many times that I have only, I, 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 I only have enough strength to, to wave my hand. I, I only have. We're, we're looking at this as something so small. And God is really trying to get across to us this morning, don't devalue your only. Because really when it's down to only, what, what did she say later? I only, when it's down to only, you need God. Because when only's gone, right, you're going to need God. Don't devalue your only. You can't see what's in a seed by looking at the seed. There's potential in every single seed. But just looking at a seed, you can't see how much potential is in that seed. You can't just see it by looking at that seed. You, just looking at the seed, and, and they talk about seeds that are really, really small, like the mustard seed. So tiny, 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 tiny. But God said if we would just have faith as a... As small as that seed is, God said there is powerful potential and possibility in that mustard seed. But to look at that seed, you would think that, what is this seed going to do? What is this going to bring? What can I do with this? And the lady, she, she was saying, the widow was like, all I got is this little bit of meal and this little bit of oil. There's, what can I do with this? What, what, this don't even seem like anything. But she was devaluing her seed. And why we devalue our seed is because we see it in the natural. We see that this is all I can do. This is all I can make out of this. This is all it is according to these eyes. But there is a supernatural place that we have to go because remember we are spiritual beings, all right? And we serve God in spirit and in truth. But as long as we continue to serve him and to, to lean on him in the natural, what we see in the natural is going to look very small, very insignificant, like nothing. But when we see it in the spirit, oh, all through the Bible, God shows us how when people walk in the spirit, he takes the little and he makes it and expands it to just amazing, amazing where we look at it and we know it's a miracle of God. So she looks and all she sees is, is, is you know, this, seed don't, this does not look like much. I could just imagine her getting up that day and thinking, this is all I have. I got me and my son. I can imagine her heart. But what I'm going to do, I'm just going to make this and we're going to die. How many, how many of times do we just look at things and say, it's over, it's done, you know. I don't know where it's at. I, I don't know where you're at, where you're only. You're, it, it, I, I only have so much more to say, you know. I done cried my last tear. Come on. I done said my last word. I'm just done and I'm through. We're at that place of being through. But 
but the thing is, is that she didn't yield. She hasn't yielded it to anything but to herself. She hasn't yielded it to God. She's, she's still in the natural looking at this is it. This is all. I pray this morning that God would encourage someone. I don't know where you're at this morning, but you feel this is, this is, this is all I got. Maybe come in here this morning. You see, this is the last chance. I feel hopeless. I feel like things aren't going anywhere like God said they were going to go in my life. And I only have one more time to come to the house of the Lord. You know, people do that. They come in the house of the Lord. We do it. Lord, you got to give me a word this morning. Because <laughs> I don't even have a word to stand on. I, don't, I just, my mind only. But God wants you to yield that only up to him. I said yield it up to him in Jesus' name. I. I want you to understand that, again, where you can't see what's in a seed by looking at the seed. Understand something that's very important. Jesus was a seed. Jesus was a seed that nobody could tell what he was just by looking at him. said he was despised and rejected a man. God in the flesh. God in the flesh. He was despised and rejected a man. A man acquainted with sorrows and grief. They didn't know who he was. He came unto his own, but his own received him not. Because they didn't stay, they devalued the seed. They, they looked at him, but they didn't know what it was. They didn't know that he was the king of glory. They didn't know that he was bringing salvation to mankind. They didn't know that in him was the blood that would cover all a man's sins. But they devalued the seed by just looking at the man. They did not know who he was. But he was a mighty seed, amen? And he was the seed that was needed to until he came that was a gulf between us and God. A gulf that we could not cross over. But when he came, he bridged that gap. He reconciled us back to God. But man did not understand that seed. Amen. And still to this day, there are men that do not understand that seed. They devalue the seed. And if you devalue the seed, you will not get the full potential power possibility out of a seed if you devalue the seed. This morning, you guys, God does not want us to devalue the seed says for God so loved the world when we talk about only when God for God so loved the world that he gave his only here's that word again I have only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life this morning I want to talk a little bit about only because I'm not talking about like sometimes we do I only have five dollars in my checking account. You know, we're saying, I only have $5, but we're saying that I can touch because I'm not touching my savings account. See how we say it? It's not really our only. It means what I can't, I'm going to use, <laughs> and I'm not going to touch, all right? But this lady was down to her only, okay? There was no checking account. There was no reserve. She was down. See, sometimes we act like we're down to our only. But we got a plan B. We got some savings over here. We got something tucked under the bed and in the jar, in the corner. In the Come on. We got something. But sometimes we say, I can't because this is my only. But this, this lady, was we're talking about her. Sometimes God going to ask you for your only. I said, sometimes God going to ask you for your only. But this is what we got to understand. It goes through our spirit to even think that God would ask us for our very last. 
what kind of God would ask me for my very last? The same kind of God that gave you your very first. Same God. Same God. Same God. And what he's doing is he's testing you because we say so out loud. I love you with all my heart and with all my soul. I love you with everything as long as you don't touch that. As long as you make sure I got some food on my table and some clothes on my back and everything, I love you. But don't go down to the very end. Don't go down to the very end. That, that something about that, it makes us feel like what kind of God? It's a loving God that does that because what he's doing, he's testing your faith. He's building you up in your faith. And I've, I've never seen in the Bible where he asked anybody to go down. When he asked Isaac for his son, he asked Isaac for his very own son, his son. When, when you show God that, that is great faith to God. And God always has a ram in the bush. God always has a covering. But what he wants to know is, do you mean what you mean? Do you mean what you're saying? It's so, it's so poetic sometimes to say, God, I trust you with all of my heart. God, I'll give you anything. God, I'll lay down my life for you. And some of us won't even lay $50 down for God. And God knows, just, God knows we're just like Peter, who Peter just kind of confessed, you know, Lord, I'll never deny you, Lord, I'll never deny you, Lord, I'll never deny you. And he's looking at us just like he looked at Peter before this very night. <laughs> You're going to deny me three times before this very night. Because he knows that we want to be that way. <laughs> Within us, we kind of think that we're that way. But God comes along to really show us, are you really that way? Are you really as giving as you say? Are you really ready to lay down your life? And God, God lets us know because it's so easy for us to say, I love you, God. You've done so much, so many good things for me, God. I lay down my life. Then God says, let me see. Let me see. Let me see if you're going to really lay down your life. Because you know why? And somebody says, why is he testing us? Why are we going through that? Because as we walk and as we see this world, this world is getting more sinful every single day. And there's going to come a day where you're going to have to stand, stand for God um, beyond your comfort. Oh, anybody can stand for God when you're comfortable, when you got it, when you feel good, when nobody's persecuting you. Anybody, but you guys, as sure as we're sitting here, there comes a day where God is shaking you to find out if you really love him because he's God or because he gives you. You got to know because that's what's going to uh, affect you when the trial comes. If you love God only because of what he gives you, then it's easy for the enemy to knock you out of the box. Oh, come on, it's easy for him to knock you. All I got to do is take her job away. All I got to do is take her position away. All I got to do is take his money away. All I got to do is take something. For, it's easy. That's why when he went up against Job, Job was highly recommended. God said, go ahead. and I, See, I want to be recommended. I want to be recommended. I want to be able to say, God said, touch her. Go ahead, touch her. Somebody said, oh, you don't know what you said. You better go on and say it because it's going to happen anyway. See, sometimes you don't know what to say. Don't say it. Don't, I, you don't want that. It's going to happen in this life. You are, your faith is going to have to be proven. It's going to happen in this life. So you've got to get to a point where you're saying, you know what? God, go ahead. Let him touch me. For God I live. For God I die. 
You got to get yourself prepared for that. See, you can't wait till it happens to get prepared for it. You can't wait till you lost your job because if you haven't prepared yourself for that, that's going to be your downfall. You're going to be wondering why God is so mad at you, so mean to you, all these kind of things. He's neither none of those. He loves you enough to test you in this army that we're, he's building up a, a army that, that can, can, to, can uh, walk through this earth and defeat the enemy. But we can't defeat the enemy if all the enemy can, has to do is touch our stuff. If all he has to do is touch our stuff, we'll never be able to. If we're so uh, clothed, weave, <laughs> all the hair, nails, if we're all so involved in that, the enemy already knows. It's for God. It's all about God. Thank you, God, for the stuff. Thank you for giving me the stuff. But, God, if you t- naked came I in the world, and naked shall I return. Come on. I'm going to praise you with or without. we got to get to that place. With or without, because I love you, God. And whatever you ask of me, God, I want to be able to give to you, God. I want to be able to give you my house. I want to be able to give you my... Come on. All this stuff we're asking for, we want God to bless us. We want, and he will bless us. His word let us know. But remember, he's not, he's blessing you to be a blessing. Come on, there's the point we got to get. He's not blessing me to show off. He's not blessing me to say, look at me. He's really blessing me to say, look at God. And if we, we, we could ever get to that point, see, God, God knows that he can't uh, sometimes bless us in the way that we see in our mind blessed because we're not ready for it because really it's about status it's about showing off it's about look at me it's, it's, it's even it's even to the point of pride you know what look how good i am in god this is why god is doing this god is only doing it because he loves you and he believes that you will manifest come on now, some people, they just really get sick of seeing people not manifest. So you just got to the point, you say, I don't want none of it. I don't want the money. I don't want it. But see, that's wrong thinking. You want what every good gift comes from God. But we can misuse a gift. The thing is, is to take that gift and to use it. I don't know about you guys. Use it for the glory of God. I don't know about the church, but I I believe that the church is the pillar of every society. The church is the pillar in the community. The church should be the distribution place. The church should be able to give to the hungry, give to those that don't have clothes, give to the people that that, that are are, are out there and there. All this tragedy going on in the world. We look over there in the Philippines. It should be the church that's, that's standing and ready to go in and ready to hurt. It should be the church, not the world, not all these actors and all. It should be the church. It really should be the church. And the church should be the people that they see that's ready to be the lender, ready to go in to help, ready. But see, God, he might uh, drop a a million on us, and we'd be thinking the first thing about the Lexus, the the house, all those kind of things. Not ready to be. Our mind has already got the list out. God, if you give me a million dollars, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to the Bahamas. I'm going to get me a car. I'm going to get me a bad wardrobe. Oh, yes, I am. But God wants to know, what are you going to do for me? I'm not going to pipe nothing for you, through you as my children. Now, remember, the world, you'll see the world things pipe through. But you also see that they fall very fast. But when we come in and we claim to be children of God, the Father is going to train us right. I said the Father is going to train us right. And no father in his right mind is going to pop a whole bunch of money on an immature child. 
When I was a child, I thought as a child, I acted like a child. But God is looking for men and women that have grown up and they're coming to the maturity to know that I am here for God's purposes. For God's purposes. I said for God's purposes. And what he gives me, I want to use it for his purposes. Understanding you don't lose anything because if you're a pipe, like Pastor David always says, how can the water run through the pipe without the hose getting wet? You're going to get some of that. Amen? We don't even have to worry about that. We're going to get some of that. So then she says that we may eat it. Another point. I only have a loaf. And then she said that we may eat it and die. God is tired of us having that dying mentality. That give up is over mentality. He says with him, in the natural things seem hopeless, but in the spirit realm, God said you shall live and not die. And you shall declare his works. You shall declare. God said you shall. And we need to start Stop talking about what is death, what is dying, oh, that's over, that's through. You've got to start talking to yourself. I have a seed, and I'm going to plant that seed, and I'm going to live, and I'm not going to die, and I'm going to declare. Oh, come on. This widow had something to declare. One minute in the natural, she, she had nothing but, but oil and a little bit of a meal. In the next, in the spiritual, in the supernatural. Oh, come on. Could you imagine what she, could you imagine what her neighbors thought? Could you imagine the story as she began to tell the story? Can you imagine the glory that God got as she began to tell that story? I, you know, to me, I just can't even fathom. Can you just fathom this? That he said, make the first for me. Now see, now make the first. Don't let me jump ahead of that one. First he told her to fear not. Fear is our number one paralyzing that stops us from acting is fear. This is all I got. But he, he knew. He knew instantly what was in her spirit. This is all I got. The fear was there. He said, fear not. God always comes and says, fear not. Because fear is a spirit that, that will hinder us from doing the things that God wants, from seeing miracles. Fear will stop us from seeing the bigness of God because fear says, this is only, this is all, this is all I got. If I give this to you, oh, my God, what's going to happen to me? But he told her, fear not. But first, now when we think about this, many people, but first make a little cake for me. See, this story would have been different if it was just a single woman, you know, a widow woman. You might could have seen her saying, having not fit, but she had a child. And in her mind, as most moms, is, I'm going to make something for my baby. Come on. Come on, in the natural. What you talking about? Where are you going with this? I'm going to make something for my baby. Right? So there had to be something that she perceived. And this is something God has really let me understand even more, you guys. She had to recognize the gift that was in the man of God. If you don't recognize the gift, you're going to be the one that's saying, you must be crazy. <laughs> you better go next door. <laughs> I'm going to feed me and my baby. How dare you come up in here and ask me? Come on, if we're in the natural, if we're in the natural, we're thinking, are you crazy? You're going to come up in here and you're going to ask me to make the first cake for you? 
Come on, come on. Oh, some of y'all laughing because y'all know how that is. We, we, we think about that. We think like, like that right now, okay? You're going to ask me to give you the first, and I'm thinking this is my last? So what made her cross from that natural protecting my child um, self-survival? What made her cross from that self-survival mode into because she recognized the gift. And one of the things it says, if you receive a prophet, come on. Now see, in the name of a prophet, you get a prophet's reward. You guys, these verses, we really got to get this. We really got to get this. If you receive a prophet in the name of them, you get, you sometimes, we like, you, you ain't that nothing but a man. See, once I say that ain't nothing but a man, that's how I'm going to respond. That's how I'm going to receive. That ain't nothing but a man. That ain't nothing but a woman. You can't, what? You ain't nothing but a woman. Once I perceive you like that, what comes out of your mouth, I'm going to perceive it as natural too. And the problem is, is that God has gifts. He said, I've set gifts in the body. I've set gifts in the body. I've set the, the apostle, the pastor, the prophet, the evangelist. The teacher. I've set them in the body. But if you don't receive the gift as the gift, and you receive them as, what did he tell us? Come on, y'all, we got to get some of this stuff so we don't miss it. No, no man according to the flesh. I was thinking about, I was thinking about back to when I was a little girl and I had this pain that was in my side that when I walked or ran, this pain was excruciating and I would tell my dad about it. But I looked at something as I was thinking about this scripture as my dad took me to my knees to pray for this pain. I mean, I'd been to the doctor, there was no answer for this pain. But as he took me to my knees, I just remember thinking what a God man my dad was. I just think when I look back that when my dad said, we're going to ask Jesus to heal you, I didn't see daddy as flesh. I saw dad as this God man in my life. It's my, it's, you know, I can't t- think of a time when I haven't seen my dad as a God man in my life. And because I see it, only when I don't see my dad as a God man, I remember this. You know, when I didn't want to listen, I didn't, you know... I didn't want to hear that. I ain't doing that. I'm in love with Pastor David. I don't want to hear what you say. See, he wasn't God man to me then. He was just, he was just uh, aggravation. Aggravation. See what I'm saying? He was aggravation. And let me tell you, sometimes God's an aggravation and he's not a God man because he's telling us to do something we don't want to do. And when we don't want to do it, he's no longer God in our life. He's just an aggravation and we miss out. Oh, wow, we missed out. We go through drama because of that. But I remember when I got on my knees with my dad that day after so many times just walking down the block or running to school and that pain would just keep coming, keep coming in my side. I believed the God man. I believed when he said, we're going to ask God to heal you and, and God's going to heal you. If there's a miracle in my life that I know that God is able, that's the day. I remember getting on my knees and getting up and to this day I've never felt that pain in my side ever. 
Because I received him as a man of God. I received the word out of his mouth as a God word. And our problem is that a lot of times we're not, you're not receiving me. You're not receiving Pastor David. You're not receiving, that's just Pastor Linda. She gets a little weird sometimes. She talks too long sometimes. But God said, don't know me according to the flesh. You want your blessing. Don't know me according to the flesh. Know me according to the spirit. So that when I speak to you, that you can receive it according to the Spirit. Or you're not going to get it. At this point, we have to receive, God. We have to receive. We, we have so many awesome leaders in this place that, that, that we're constantly going through different things. But the leader is coming and telling you, you need to pray more. You need to pick up. You need to just, you need to pick up. You just think, that's just a word. Everybody say you need to read your word. But you're not taking it on as a God word. You're not receiving the prophet, the teacher, the evangelist, the pastor. You're not receiving them in their God authority position. You're not receiving it. So you're not receiving it. So you walk away and you're still in the same place. Years. You're waiting for... Look, look, can can I tell you something? Some of you are waiting... Well, if God himself told me, <laughs> well, if God himself came down here and told me, you, we're going to have to get something really that God uses men and women. Oh, come on. When Paul, when Paul fell off that horse, God could have told him everything that he needed to know. But he said, go on down that street. He called straight. And you just meet, what was the man's name? Ananias, you go to that man, and that man's going to tell you what I told that man to tell you. And our problem is, is that we say, we, we say uh-uh, ain't no man going to tell me, God, you, God, God, if you want me to do this, God, you come down here. Everybody's been telling you, you need to fast, you need to pray, you need to hang up the phone, you need to close the door. God, you ain't told me that. God has told you that. He is telling you that. But the problem is, is that you're not receiving it in the spirit. You're receiving it in the natural. And as long as you receive it in the natural, church, come on. As long as we receive it in the natural, we are not going to get a spiritual gift from God. God has something so big to give us, so large to give us. But we got to stop looking at each other. God told you that. I didn't tell you that. God said, no, no, man, according to the flesh. Because he said, if you know me according to my ups, my downs, my, my, my what you think is weird, all that, you, that's going to stop you. But, but I loved how this one man said, you know what, you might see me like this, but inside of me, there is a big God. And you might see my hair ain't like you wanted. You might see how I'm dressed ain't like how you wanted. You might see how I talk ain't like how you wanted. But look, 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 look at this. It is not about my flesh. My flesh can't help you, change you. But the Spirit of God, if you would take Spirit, I'm going to receive then you receive, come on, you receive the gift of the Spirit. First is very important because first shows the position of your heart. Oh, God has so, in so many ways, he talks to me uh, about first. You know, sometimes in my tithe, there's been times where, you know, I'm preaching or 
are, are doing something and I didn't get my tithe. So I'm thinking it's okay because um, I, I know my tithe is in my envelope. You understand? I know I got that ready. But to make sure that it's first. See, y'all, remember this, is that first means first. And sometimes, you know, we can just, oh, God, you know, you know my tithe's in my envelope. You know, but it lets me know, what it lets God know is that something is, is above it. When you put God to the side, to second, to later, as a, um, uh, now, see, remember, I don't bring uh, condemnation to you. I'm telling you what God told me, okay? Let him speak to your heart, but this is what he told me. You got to stop leaving them ties in, in the jewelry box. You got to stop leaving them and going back and having three envelopes to turn in. You need to turn in your ties first. Why? Because I want you to bless me, Lord. I want you to bless me, Lord, but I don't want God to put me off in the corner. I don't want God to say tomorrow. For, I want God to bless me today, right now, the first, okay? I woke up this morning, and what? You were the first. How many of God was the first thing on my mind? God talked. He's telling me, Linda, first, first. Sometimes we get out that bed, and we're rushing, and the first thing on our mind is a cup of coffee. Come on. The first thing on our mind is a cup of coffee. The first thing on our mind is to brush our teeth. The first, but God said, first, when I open my, Lord, I thank you, God. Lord, I praise you for another day. Lord, come on, first thing on my mind. So many things crowd out God. So many things crowd out God being first. You guys think about it. First is very important. It shows the position of the heart. It shows where our treasure is. It shows where our faith is planted. First is determined, and it is perfect. You determine what's first. All of us do. It's perfect. There's things in our life that we know is going to be perfect, okay? It's determined. So God should be determined and purpose to be first. So the man of God tells her this, and here's her test. First. Go make a little cake for me. In 2 Corinthians 8 and 12, it says, for if, there is, for if there be first a willing mind, and you guys, I love the grace of God this morning. His grace over us is so amazing. You know, he never leaves any of us in a place. If anyone's mad this morning, it's because of the enemy. Because God is such grace. Because this is what he does. It says, for if there be first a willing mind, it is accepted according to that a man hath, and not according to what he hath not. God's not asking you for what you don't have. He never asked us for, she had meal and oil. He didn't ask her beyond what she had. He said, give me that meal and give me that oil. But he didn't ask her beyond what she, God's only asking you for what you have. And sometimes we get so afraid when we hear God asking. And we're like, oh, my God, he's asking for this. He's asking for $100. He's asking that I go take somebody uh, to Coopville. God's not asking you for what you don't have. You just think it's your only that's your problem. You just think it's your only. If God says, go take, take somebody to Coopville, and you got $5, I don't know how much it would take to go there, but $5 worth of gas, and you think that's $5 worth of gas is going to be ate up, and you need it for work tomorrow, but God says, go take someone to Coopville. Do you understand what he's asking you? He said, that's all you got is $5. I want to give you way more. I, I want to take you to Seattle. You talking about going to 
to, to uh, Mount Vernon. Come on. God is saying, I want to show you more. I want to show you that I'm a God of more. I'm a, more than your last $5. More than your last cent. More than your, the widow's might. When she came up there, she gave her all. And, and I don't care who you are in here. There's coming a day where God's going to ask for your all. And your all is what proves your love for God. Your all is what proves your faith in God. Oh, come on. If I got some over here on the side, that's not faith. That's not faith for me to come up and drop $10 in the basket and I got 2000 over here. That's not faith. Faith is when he asked me for 10 And that's all I have. I told you, I remember when David was on the boat in, a, in, in the church, God had asked me for this $10 offering. And he was on the boat, and you know how you're on the boat, you're waiting for the check to fly again. And, and I wasn't quite so wise in them days. I would spin up to the penny and be looking for the bird to fly. And so it was offering time, and the Holy Spirit told me to give a 10. But payday would be that next Friday, and I had seven children and gas that I needed. So I remember sitting there struggling. Oh, my God, I was struggling so hard. I was like, that can't be God. You know how you, I don't know, God, is that you talking? You know how we just, God, that, you know, it ain't the devil. It ain't the devil. We say it got to be the devil, but it, devil, you a lie. That's my last $10. No, but God, it's God. And so I'm struggling. I'm struggling with this. And our, our bishop at that time, uh, under the discernment, knew that I was struggling. I didn't say anything, but he calls me up and he says, you need to give what God told you to give. Now I'm mad at the bishop, too. I'm thinking, uh, you know, who's going to help me next week, you know? And so as I went back to my seat, you know, and, and this happens to all of us. You know, this is when we're tested in those times. I could be the most hallelujah, I'm going to give you everything kind of person ever, but here was my last $10. And I went back to my seat, and I remember just sitting there, and I was like, Lord, but, you know, I don't want to ask nobody for $10. It, I, I just didn't want to do that. And I was like, God, can I just give five? <laughs> then I'll have five, you know, at least. Can I just get? And he said, the whole $10. And I remember going up there, I, I came, committed to that, and came up and gave the $10. And so as I was leaving there, you know, my heart is like, oh, Jesus, oh, God. You know, and the, and the bishop just knew, he said, just, you know, you, just, just believe God, Linda. Just believe God. That very next day, I get a call from the commissary, and they had picked my name out this raffle. I could go in there and just take my basket through and get these groceries. I was like, what? What? God, you're good. Come on, God, you're good. Very next day, very next day, God showed me very next. Sometimes God is trying to, he wants to get something to you. He's not just about giving it to you without you seeing the greatness of him. So he lets you go through a faith test. Because only through that faith test will you know how big God is. And so he says, give me your all and, and watch what I won't do. See what I won't do for you. See, some of us have never, we, we ain't seen miracles because we won't give God our all. You say, I want to see a miracle. I want to see something happen in my life. Give God your all. Give God your last. Give God and let him do it. Why would he do a miracle? You're trying to take care of yourself. You're trying to do it. I like in the, in a, whatever you give is acceptable if you give it eagerly. 
This is all, remember, it's a condition of the heart. Come on, let's get this part. It's a condition of the heart. This is what God is really looking at, is our heart. God's not looking at the money. He's looking at the heart. He's looking at the heart. He's looking at how cheerful you are. Why do you give to him? Our motive is always on the line because sometimes we're giving to God just for him to give back something to us. Our motive has to be love. God, whether you gave me another thing in my life, God, I just love you. You've already done enough, God. You died on the cross. You shed your... What more could I ask of you, God? Everything else is gravy. And I don't have to have gravy on all my biscuits to be thankful. Come on. God is looking at that to see the motive of our heart. You guys, sometimes our blessings are not coming because... We're not giving out of a grateful heart and a cheerful heart. See, if you can't give that ten cheerfully, give the one. Cheerfully. Do you hear what I'm saying? You would get more blessed on that one dollar cheerfully than that ten dollars grudgingly. Now, our problem is, it's not God. It's really not God. It's our problem is this pride or this, we kind of want to do it, but why are you asking me to do it now? Uh, you know, it's, it's all that instead of, God, here's what I can give cheerfully. See, little becomes much. Don't devalue your only. Don't, don't devalue your little, your only. And I even say this, don't, now maybe you got $200 in your pocket, but don't devalue your cheerful ten. If that's the only you can give with cheerfulness, give that with cheerfulness. Because as you start getting, see, God can take a little. When you start seeing how much you get in return over your little giving cheerfully, you'll start to want to give more. But if you keep giving your big grudgingly and you don't never see nothing coming back, come on, then you start begrudging giving. Because, but it's only because you're grudgingly give, and then God's not, he said, don't think you're going to get anything from him with that kind of attitude, and so nothing comes, and now you're mad, and you don't want to give no more because God didn't do it. No, it's because you didn't do it right. Didn't do it from a pure heart. Now, somebody might be saying, well, okay, that's true. That sounds good because I'll give a dollar, and that's okay. But I believe this, that as you give cheerfully, God blesses bountifully. And as he blesses bountifully, it makes you want to give more cheerfully. There is no way that as God blesses you that you become stingier. See what I'm saying? Not with a cheerful heart. There's no way. It makes you want, I want to give God more. He has blessed me so much, I just want to give him more. And I, 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 I love this part is that I've got to a place, and I, and I don't know what, where he's going to take me yet, okay? I don't know, but I believe that where my growth is, that's where it'll take me. But I've got to, I remember $5 was just exciting to me, just $5 in the house of the Lord, okay? $2, really, was exciting to me, okay? You know, I thought I was doing big things, okay? But as I continued to do that, God continued to meet my giving, and I know that where he has met me now, $100 does not bother me to give. Just doesn't doesn't bother me to give at all. Somebody says, "Well, you must got it like that." 
No. I've learned this. I don't have it like that. And because I don't have it like that, I'm going to sing like that. Because I want to get it like that. That's what I've learned. I can't be God-given. The more I give, the more he gives to me. I, my daddy and him used to sing that all the time. That is to me, in my heart, I've learned that to be true. I can't beat him giving. The more I give, the more God gives to me. And so I've learned to be cheerful in my giving. I've, I've learned, um, and, and, and we're going to end. I want I want because, you know, there's so much we learned down there. I could just regurgitate a lot. But I want to, we, we can chew on this, right? Well, one thing I want to say this is, like Pastor uh, Burleson said, Every time that we've gone to Louisiana and, and um, the Lord has just blessed us to see and to hear words that, that just blesses our hearts. But, um, you know, at first when Pastor David was going, you know, when we first went, it came out of our pocket. We never asked the church for an offering to take down there um, because we want to see what God is doing through the word. We want to see that, you know, and bring it back. But... I, I, I remember Pastor David saved the seed. Y'all think all the seed that comes up here, Pastor David said it's called seed to Pastor David. It's not called spending money, okay? So he saves his seed. He has a seed account. And every time you guys put money up here, Pastor David's putting that in his seed account. And so I remember when I first went, this seed account kind of bugged me a little bit. Because I didn't, you know, I was thinking, hey, I <laughs> Huh. What you talking about? <laughs> Some seed up in the house? Okay. Just being honest. Okay, just being honest. And so Pastor David goes down there, you know, here and saves up a thousand dollars, y'all. And my mind just um, went like So Pastor David is, you know, cheerfully telling me about this seed and this thousand dollars. And I am, I'm thinking to myself, okay. My mind is deducting something, you know, the steps, you know, I've been trying to fix this. That could have been six thousand dollars. We could have done that. I'm like, now this is above our offerings that we give every night, okay? So that first time was a little rough in my spirit. I was like, Lord, do you really, really want us to do this? Let me tell you guys, though, God really had to tell me something. We can't be them good. There has never been a time that me and Pastor went down there. This time, I was just, there's this, like, like Pastor Bolton said, I was thinking about, you know, as he was, uh, he wants to give more seed. Pastor wants to just feed, just feeding and feeding and sowing and sowing. And, uh, but God was I mean, just before we left, I was just thinking, you know, and I was thinking about things that, you know, we wanted to do and, and see that we wanted to sow. And before you know it, hundreds of dollars were in my hand. Hundreds. I'm telling y'all, hundreds of dollars were in my hand. Just placed in my hand. I've never had so much hundreds. So I always told my husband I wanted to build him hundred dollars deal. But uh, I never had so much hundreds, Daddy, I'm not even kidding, that God would just bless us like that, that God would just 
bless us to meet our every need. And, and you guys might think that, Pastor Bro's going to tell you, you might think that, okay, we got these hundreds, and we're down there having a good time, and we're shopping. And then, no, we're not. We're sewing. And we're sewing. And we're sewing. And somebody said, y'all crazy. Uh-uh, we sewing. We sewing. You know what? I just thought about it. I'm sewing in my deck on my house, built without a dime out my pocket. And everybody that walks around our block, everybody that walks, is a testimony. To everybody that walks around, they come out and they go, where did you get that? That deck is beautiful. How much did y'all pay for that deck? We got people just call, neighbors. How much did y'all? Not a cent. To the glory of God. Not a cent. But just so weak. Because God said, if you take care of my house, I'm going to take care of your house. Your house. And one day we're going to have to believe it. One day we're going to have to believe it. And I'm telling y'all this morning as you stand. Come on, stand up, y'all. As you stand, God is a good God. And there are some of you in this house. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. I want um, Juan to come up. I want um, David, if he's still in here. Where's David? Oh, there you are. Come up. Where's Amanda? Amanda. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. One thing I want to say about Juan, Juan has sold out of his lack. I think that, somebody might think that's crazy, but for somebody who's, who could roll in the dough <laughs> because of the lifestyle that he lives, but to allow God to change that lifestyle and be able to come into the house of the Lord and as he says, go down to his last when he knows the times when he never had a last, okay? But I'm telling you, I'm somebody that I've seen grab hold of this giving thing when he was in with us down there, just sewing and sewing and sewing and sewing. See what the enemy wants to do. Understand this: that when you sew, can I can't, can I tell y'all something? So don't tell the devil. You know what? Don't mess with my harvest. Tell him, make sense. Don't mess with my harvest, okay? Because when you sow something in the dirt, it's not popping up tomorrow, okay? It's not popping up tomorrow. And if you're not careful, you're going to go pluck it up with your doubt. And you're going to go pluck it up with your fear. But I'm telling you, let it stay there. Let it stay there. When we was in California, uh, when you're sowing, uh, okay, while you're waiting, and I love how he said that, while you're waiting for the next, for the harvest, sow again. While you're waiting for this harvest, sow again. So again, how I know that that's true, we had a garden at the church in California. And we went out there and we planted watermelons and cantaloupe and greens and peas and all this. But each one of them, as we planted them, they didn't come up at the same time. Do you understand? So while we planted the watermelon over here, we went over here and planted some greens. Then we went back of that and we planted some peas. And then we went back of that and we planted some other cabbage or something. But the garden was full. But 
the watermelon came up. For, so we was chewing off some watermelon. Do you think that our provision was stopped? Right after we got finished chewing up the watermelon, the greens came up. And when the greens came up, we was eating greens. And after the greens came up, the peas came up. Do you understand? You While you're waiting for your this harvest, keep sowing, keep sowing, keep sowing. So then you have a perpetual harvest because you've kept sowing. Some of you have plucked up your seed with doubt and fear. But I tell you this morning, don't pluck up your seed. Just sow another one. Tell somebody, I'm going to sow some more. The Bible lets you know to sow to sow in the morning, sow in the evening, so you don't know which seed is coming up when, but just keep on sowing. Keep on believing and keep on trusting in God. I'm praying over Amanda is such a, a sower. Amen. In the name of Jesus, don't give up on your sowing. Amanda, you do tangible things. And God is pleased with that. But there's another sowing. Don't give up on that sowing. You know what I'm talking about. Don't give up on that sowing. Don't give up. Don't be weary in well-doing. Don't be weary in well-doing. Church, don't be weary in well-doing. For after a while you shall reap if you faint not. Don't faint. Don't faint. Don't faint. It's just going to be big what God's going to do. Don't faint. Don't faint. God just wants you to keep sowing. Keep believing. Keep. Don't believe in the outward. Don't believe in that outward, what you see in the natural. Believe God. Believe God. This is a spiritual transaction. It's a spiritual thing that God wants you to know. And God is saying, keep sowing. Keep sowing. Ooh, the harvest is going to be great if you just keep sowing. Oh, come on, come on. God is doing great things in you. He's bringing it all together. You already see that he has his hand on your life. Come on, keep sowing. Words of kindness, love, patience. Keep sowing. Keep sowing, daughter. Keep sowing. All heaven is like, keep sowing. He, God got something big for you. He's got something great for you. He's got something that will declare his glory among the families, among the husbands, among the wives. Keep sowing. Don't give up. Keep sowing. Keep planting seeds. Every time the enemy tells you not today, I, I, I only have. Give what you only have to God. Keep sowing. Keep sowing. Well, I pray for you right now, and I want everybody's hands toward one. I know that he believes and I know that he trusts God. Father, we thank him for what he's already done in Juan's life. Juan, you're not broke because you got seeds in the ground. <laughs> you got lots of them in the ground. You're not broke, okay? And Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray right now that you, the only thing I know over your life that it's a particular door. It's not just any door. It's not just any job. It's a particular door. Because, because God is still hiding you under the shadow of his wings. Because there's something greater, there's something bigger that God's going to do in your life. And so God, in the name of Jesus, we pray over one right now, God. We pray over every seed that is sown, God. God, we ask that you continue to protect him, to keep him, to take care of him and his family, oh God. God, we know that you're going to use him in a great and mighty way. The testimony, oh God, the testimony that comes from this harvest. Oh God, God, we are grateful, Lord. As the prophet said, fear not. 
keep making the first for God. Fear not. Just keep making the first for God. Lord, we thank you for the heart that you've given him to persevere, God, to be all out for you. Father, I pray against any other voice, any other voice, any other voice, God, that would try to disturb his spirit or disturb his faith in you. Father, his faith is growing stronger day by day, God. And he's growing more and more in love with you, Jesus. And God, I just ask right now that you would make him a demonstration. You would make him a demonstration to those that need to know you. Father, those that have walked with him and have seen him in the world, God, that they would see him in you. Oh, my God, they would see him in you, God. And in you, that would be the drawing force to bring them to you, God. Lord, I thank you in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for David. I pray for this sower. What you guys saw this morning is not what David just did in a momentary thing. David is constantly looking for people to sow into. And I thank God for what's coming, David. You are a conduit. You are that hope. And because you are that hope, much is coming through that hope. God is saying, don't you fret not one minute. God is going to give you the supply that your heart desires. Because your heart desires a supply that's not about you. It's about blessing others. And so, Father, we pray over him right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray as he continues to sow, God. He has so much seed in the ground, oh God. Father, as that seed just start coming, there'll be a perpetual harvest, oh God. That the things that he sees, God, and the things that he wants to do, and the people that he wants to touch, God, and that, that heart, God, that is so compassionate for those that are hurting, oh God. God, in the name of Jesus, that you will supply, God. Oh God, he will be a lender, not a borrower, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Oh Father, we thank you, God. We thank you for his heart, God. We thank you, God. And God, we ask right now that prosperity is in the wholeness of man, oh God. And so, God, that he would prosper in every area, from the top of his head to the soles of his feet, God. That he would prosper in his health, oh God. Oh God, even as he stands as a seed of faith and perseverance, sometimes people don't even know, God, how bad he's hurting, God. But he's still standing, God. God, meet that place with your healing virtue. Meet that place with your strength. Meet that place, God, in the name of Jesus. Make him a manifestation of your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you, God. 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 Oh, I thank you, God. Oh, I thank you, God. I thank you, God. Oh, right now in the name of Jesus. There's anyone in the house and you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ. Jesus came to be a seed in this earth that you would not have to wrestle with sin and death. He came to be the seed in this earth that you could have victory. If you haven't given your life to him this morning, come. See, God wants us to be fruitful and to multiply. We can only do that in Christ Jesus. Fruitful and multiply the goodness of God. This morning, if you haven't given your life, come on. Don't wait another day. Don't wait another moment. Oh, how he loves you. Oh, how he wants to change your life. Oh, how he wants to change your life. Come on. Come on. Some, you guys, I'm talking to people. Let them know God wants to change you. Please 
please those that know Jesus, let God change your life. Let God change your life. It's, it's ridiculous for us to have the blood of Jesus, to have the finished work on the cross, and we're still struggling and still going through because we really haven't accepted the finish. It is finished. Sin doesn't have to have a toehold on us. Sin doesn't have to lead us to hell. This morning, we can let God. It is finished. I love you too much, God. I love what you did too much. Come on, you got to evaluate your love. I can't evaluate it for you, but you got to evaluate your love for God this morning. How much do you love him? He was willing to give up his life. How much do you love him? What are you willing to give up? What are you willing to give God this morning? How much do you love him? Maybe this morning you walked away. Maybe this morning you were disappointed. Maybe maybe you, you've been walking in sin and you've just been beat down and, and, and you've yielded to temptation. He still loves you. And his word is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He is the resurrection power that can help us to stand. If you backslidden. You know what? That's a beautiful. Sometimes you're like, oh, don't say that word. I don't want to walk out on that word. But God said he loves. He loves the backslide. He loves you. He loves you. If he didn't love you, he would just let you go. He, he would just let you go. You wouldn't even be here. He would just let you go. But because he loves you so much and he said, I've been looking for you. I've been searching for you. I've been wanting, yes, I've been wanting, yes. I've been wanting you to come home. I've been wanting you to come back into my grace. My grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for you to come back into my grace. Anybody else this morning? You just need God's grace. You've been struggling trying to do it on your own. You, you're falling down. You're stumbling over. God said, my grace is sufficient. Come on back to my grace. See, the enemy tries to fool us and make us think that we can do things in and of ourselves. But I am nothing without God. You are nothing without God. His grace. Come on. Come on. You don't want to walk out of here. Come on. That's all right. You don't want to walk out of here. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. You don't want to. We don't want to walk out of here the same way. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. His grace is sufficient. Come on. He gives us grace. Grace is an ability. His, his grace is ability. God didn't ask us to walk something that we can't walk. He gives us the ability to walk it. He gives, I don't care what you're thinking right now, how hard it is, how I can't do it. It is saying in that scripture, but he that has a willing mind. See, there's where you got to start. Am I willing? And some of us say, no, I'm not quite there yet. I'm not, I'm not willing. I like what I'm doing. Can I tell you something today? Don't let what you're doing kill you. There's an acceptable time. Sometimes we play with God so long. And his mercy is so great. We've been playing with him, playing with him, and his mercy is great. Oh, I, some things that we were addicted to could have killed us. Come on. Lust and sex. Some of us are standing up here, don't have AIDS, and God are in syphilis mm. in our body. Because of his mercy. Because of his grace. But sometimes we take that grace for granted. We take that and we still go and we still another day, another man, another woman, another lay down. And we're taking it for, you know, you're playing Russian roulette. That's what you're really doing. 
You're playing Russian roulette every time you do these things outside of God's will. It's like putting a gun to your head and you and you and you pump the gun and no bullet came out and you just start feeling like, wow, okay, I got it, I got it. It didn't happen, but there's a bullet as sure as you're standing here. There's a bullet in sin, and that bullet, if you're not careful, it will shoot you. And it is time for us to give our all to God today in the name of Jesus. I implore you, I am imploring you, I'm imploring you, today is the day of salvation. Harden not your heart. Come on, today is the day, not another day. Somebody says, but if I walk up there, if I walk up there, I know what I'm thinking. I know what I'm going to do. Oh, then that lets me know that you think you're greater than God. God is greater than you. He needs a yes. That's all he needs is a real yes and a real surrender. And he's greater than you. Hallelujah. Come on, come on. Yes, he's able. Come on, yes, he's able. Come on, don't miss out. I don't know why I'm saying this. Don't miss out. Don't miss out on this opportunity. Come on, come on. Change your life. Change your generation. Change the hope of your children. Don't lock them up in your mess. Come on, change. God's got the power to change us. The blood hasn't lost its power, you guys. It's not your blood. It's God's blood. God's blood has not lost its power. Come on. The power to change. The power to deliver. Somebody just need to run up here and say, Deliver me! I'm tired! Deliver me, God! Come on. Oh, I don't know who's tired yet. Are you tired yet? You think you're that slick? You think you're that smart? You think you can keep doing it? Thank you, God. Oh, Father, you're able Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we pray for every single one of these precious souls that's up here on the altar. One more time. One more chance. Oh, I'm so glad God is the God of the first, the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth. He's the God of chances. He keeps giving us his love. Oh, God, but this morning I am just praying that we take this.